0: Is this what your church does every week? I just want to give you a spoiler alert, okay? Around here, we're excited. Like the same way people get excited for the Super Bowl or the NBA playoffs, the same way that people get excited about having a baby or they get excited about getting their new house, all of those things are temporary. The thing we're celebrating today is something that happened eternally. And today... It's the day we celebrate our Lord and Savior, not just dying, not just being in a tomb, I'm getting happy, but on the third day, somebody say the third day, he rose. Did that man take Ritalin or something? No, 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 no. I just knew where I was when God found me. And his resurrection power found me. And the difference that separates Christianity from every other religion is that everybody else had a God. But when they died, they died. When Buddha died, they only can make big statues. When Christian died, they only had pictures. my uh, heart y'all don't hear me when every other God died they died but when Christ died to somebody or you're around somebody just tell them he has risen (laughs) and then say it like this he has risen indeed (laughs) i am so grateful that you are joining us for transformation church today there are people watching all over the world and some of you are sitting at your tv screen like this right now it's like i ain't heard that much screaming in a long time let me slow it down and introduce myself. Hello, my name is Michael, and I have the awesome opportunity of being the lead pastor of Transformation Church. And today we are celebrating what many call as Easter, but we know it's the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And so all I want you to know is that if you're watching this right now, we've prayed for you. We've we've been praying that something in your life would align, that you would see the promotion or somebody would have invited you and you would get here in this moment because this entire experiences is, is so you can know about our risen savior. And, and, and I want to pull no punches. This year, I'm going to do something simple. Uh, uh, usually, you know, at Easter, when you come to a church, this is when we have um, people flying out of the sky. Everybody gets tattoos that say he is risen. We have all of these different things that happen. And this year, I just want to present the gospel to you. And the word gospel, all it means is good news. That's all I have for you today. I have, everybody say it, good news. And I know in a world where there's so much bad news going on right now, and and you're watching things that are making you afraid of tomorrow, I have good news news. And I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, but I need the Bible to help me. I'm already preaching. If you didn't know, I I want to go into this thing, but revelations chapter one, verse 17, I'm going to try to do this in a short amount of time. Part a says, don't be afraid. And I'm speaking this over your life, whoever you are that have been walking through a season of fear that you've been walking through a season of not knowing is God in control of everything, the pandemic, the problems, my, my, my personal life. And you've been walking through all of these different things and I want to let you know right now that God is in control somebody say God is, God in, is control. in control and the reason I need you to know that God is in control is because he says in Revelations chapter 1 verse 17 don't be afraid don't be afraid he said I am the first and the last. I'm the alpha and the Omega I'm the beginning and I'm the end I've been here for before the oldest person you know and I'll be here way after everybody is gone I am the first and the last I'm the living one and then I love this God's funny he said I died but look I am alive forever and ever and when I did that I hold the keys of death and the great, spoiler alert, Jesus has already won the victory for your life. Yes. And today, I want to start off letting you know that all I want to get to you today is Jesus. Yep, yep. I know a lot of people try to do a little trick by the end of it, and they like, they're like, oh no, today we're going to talk about better life. And then at the end, they want to trick you with Jesus. I'm going to tell you right up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the one thing that took me from being addicted to pornography, a manipulator, somebody who was a liar, somebody who has no business talking to you right now. It took me from being all of that to not a perfect man, but a progressing man. And today, I want to give you Jesus. So for the next 40 minutes, I need you to stay with me. I promise you this will be engaging. I promise you the friend that you invited him to this and you like, please don't ruin my reputation with these people. Trust me. I got you. Okay. I, I, I promise. this is what I'm called to do. I was born to do this right here. So I'm going to help you. And I want all of us to receive a new revelation of say his name with me. Jesus. Can we pray right now? Hands lifted all over the world. Father, I thank you. I thank you today is all about Jesus. It's all about you. And right now, God, I thank you that all of us, we may have feelings and agendas and we may have things that we're going through, Father, and you care about all those things today. I thank you, God, that you sent an answer and a solution to every one of our problems before we even had them. So, Father, for the person who is wondering, How long will they have to be alone in that relationship? I thank you, Father, today there will be an answer. For the person, Father, who's stifled by the financial debt they're under right now, Father, I thank you today you're going to send an answer. Father, for the person, Father God, who has has sins that have been weighing them down and they don't want to do them anymore, Father God, but they're trying to figure out how to live this life in a new way, I thank you that today they're going to find an answer. For the person, Father God, who doesn't feel seen, who's on their third miscarriage. For the person whose business didn't get bailed out by a stimulus package. For the person who's frustrated because they lost a loved one. Father, for the person, Father, who's dealing with the special needs child. For the person, Father God, yeah. For the person, Father God, who is standing, Father, needing a miracle in their body. And Father God, no doctor has an answer today. I pray that you will be an answer. Father, let everything that's said and done give you glory and use me to help your people. God, we trust you. We believe you. And we thank you for not just dying. We thank you for the resurrection. Have your way in this service. Today is our prayer. In Jesus name, we agree. Will somebody give God one more huge shout? Oh, come on. Give him a huge shout of praise. Amen. All right. I got a message for you right now. And I'm so excited because we have put together um, this idea that everybody that is born into this world is stained. Stained by something, stained by somebody, stained by other people's decisions, stained by their own decisions. And what I found out is that many people are living trying to hide their stains. Now, all of y'all can be fake if you want to, but the truth is there is something that is going on in your heart, your soul, and your mind right now that you don't want me to see. Okay, y'all going to be fake? Right now, I could open some of y'all phones right now and just see it. It'd be right there. You wouldn't want Pastor Mike to see it. The crazy thing about it is you care more about me seeing it, but God's there right now. He was there when the stain was made. He was there when you tried to put makeup on it and beat your face and and, 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 and try to cover up the stain of insecurity. Oh, oh I'm coming straight it. I ain't even got time today. I got to go right to it. He was there when you doubled down on the business because you thought that being successful in that arena would allow you to hide the very deep stains of being overlooked as a child in your family. And so now I'm going to make them notice me and I'm going to have the money and I'm going to have the car and I'm going to have the woman and I'm going to have the kids. And now you're staining another generation because you have been hiding your stains with things and neglecting the ones that God called you to raise. Everybody say stained. Yeah. The truth of the matter is all of us have stains. Specifically, the one talking to you right now. See, I'm coming to you talking from a place of humility and a place of knowing who I actually am. See, the thing about my stains is if you don't know them, I know them. I woke up with them. I know the thoughts that I have when nobody's looking. I know the things that I watched too long on that certain channel when everybody was asleep. I know the things, the deep roots of the things that I do to be seen and to be loved. I know the places I've gone, not because I was accepted there, but because I just wanted to feel something stained and I know I'm kind of heavy. And there's somebody right now that's thinking, Pastor Mike, I'm not going to take 35 minutes of this. I can't do it. So let me bring it up for you. I'm coming back for you. Just just bring it up. See, I'm going to tell you something that you may not know about me. Is your pastor is a messy eater. Now, if my wife could tell all of y'all all all the time, she tells me, don't eat there because you're going to mess up the carpet. Or don't eat here because you're going to spill that. I'll be like, girl, don't worry about it. I'm going to do it. And inevitably, for some reason, when I finish eating, no matter how careful I am, there's always something that spills on the floor. And the reason is not because I don't know where my mouth is. I'm very aware. You can tell by my waist size where my mouth is. I know where it is. The problem is I like sauces. Does anybody like sauces? I consider myself somewhat of a sauciologist. Right now in the comments, I need you to shout out and type your favorite sauce. Come on, let me hear, what's your favorite sauce? I heard ranch, I heard sriracha, Polynesian, or oh Chick-fil-A got some sauces. Chick-fil-A sauce, you can put that on anything, even cereal, and it's good. Chick-fil-A, it was like, <laughs> But I'm a sauciologist, and so one of the things about when I eat... And why my eating is so messy is because when I eat, before I start taking bites, I dip it in a bunch of sauce. And as I'm enjoying the delectable, wonderful, delightful (laughs) sauce combinations that are exploding in my mouth. (laughs) Many times, there's so much there that a little bit drips off. And I started thinking about this one time that I had the audacity to wear all white to an event. I mean, I was clean, though. (laughs) Don't trip. Your boy was clean. Period, Pooh. I was clean. But they had the audacity to have steak there. And when I have steak, I need my A1. I need my barbecue sauce. (laughs) This is different for some of y'all. I need my sriracha. I put sriracha on everything. And I was dipping and whipping, dipping and whipping. I was doing it. I made it through my whole meal. You know how you eat and then you check? I was eating and checking. I made it through my whole meal, got to the last bite. And when I hit that last bite, you know, sometimes you just do a little extra like (laughs) whipping and dipping, whipping and dipping. I just put it in my mouth and it was like slow motion happened. I bit down and it was like. (laughs) That mug went all the way down from the top of my head (laughs) to the song. And literally, it was at the beginning of the event. So the rest of the night, when I went in to say, what's going on? Everybody, I looked at their face, and they looked at my stain. I I went in, and I was like, good to see you. And I knew they weren't looking at me anymore, because what once was very clean had now become very clean. Damaged by something they didn't experience, but they can see the residue of. And it brought me to the thing of your attitude that you have, the things that you go to, how you medicate yourself, all of those different things. We see the stains of what we weren't there to witness, but the proof is on you. And as I begin to look at my life, I look like that outfit. I look good on the outside until you actually get to see my stains. And I know there's some self righteous people who are sitting there with your Easter finest on at your house, and you talking about I ain't got no stains, baby. The Bible tells us. Write this down. First point: We all have stains. Somebody say I have stains some of y'all couldn't even get that out because you're so self-righteous and prideful right now you don't see it the thing about me is I did not see the stain the way others saw it I'm walking around with it on me but it's evident to me when I look down it's evident to them when they look at me at all and the crazy thing about this life we're walking around with people and around people and many times they see our stains and today I just want to let you know that your stains aren't better than their stains Yeah, I got to come set it straight from the very beginning because some of you think the little white lie is different than homosexuality But when you go to the foot of the cross, it says that it is an even playing field So you can be in church lying and talking about people or living in an alternate lifestyle and God said you're still stained." And I don't know what you've been stained by But some of you Have been stained by secrets Secrets that are in your family right now secrets that even as I'm talking to you They're touching your heart right now Stains From conversations you've had with people Stains from the mother that did not validate you because she knew something she didn't want Anybody else to know? So she kept it a secret what happened to you in that house. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. I know we don't want to talk about it for real, but many of us right now are hugging people. Secret relationships. In the DMs with people. Secrets. And the thing about the secrets is it left a mark on you. And as much as I try to go away from it and only come back once a month, every time I connect with that secret, the longer it stays alive, the more I try to only do it when I really need it. It finds itself a part of me. And now I go to church on the praise team like this. And now I'm raising kids like this. And now I'm trying to do this. And the thing is, now, they're nowhere to be found. The secrets go away from me in my action, but I still have proof that it impacted my life. And all I'm saying to you is that we all have stains. Somebody say, we all have stains. And I know that some of you have run so far away from that childhood past, from that trauma, that thing that has happened. But I'm telling you, the trauma was never dealt with. And so you have been affected by the secrets. And the secrets have given birth to trauma. Yep. Hold on. I didn't know that it was going to affect me. I'm 35 years old. Why is 13-year-old me coming out in the workplace? Hold on. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I would be okay if I just left that denomination or if I just left that church. But the secrets and the trauma now have become something that I fought my whole teenage career. And I thought when I went to college and I left my family and I left those people and I moved to a different country that it would go away but the trauma left but the trauma still on me and now every Thanksgiving it walks away for 11 months but comes back every Christmas Good to see you. I missed you. You're heavy. You're a weight. Let's act like everything's cool. And now, the pain I had with my high school sweetheart has followed me into my marriage. We couldn't talk. So now the person I'm supposed to be with, we can't talk. Thanks for taking your stains and marking me. See, see, I, all I'm trying to let you know is that even the one talking, we all have stains. And maybe your stain didn't come from secrets, and maybe your stain didn't come from trauma, but maybe your stain is coming from addiction. It's only every once in a while I picked up this little habit, you know what I'm saying? What's up, bro? Hey, man, thanks, bro. That party was crazy last night. It was lit, man. It's the only thing that made me feel like it was worth it, bro. Thank you, bro, for hyping me up. I'm in college. I got to do my thing. I'm in high school. I got to do my thing. Now I'm in the boardroom. I got to do my thing. Man, thank you for supporting me. It's the thing that always lifts me up. And whether your addiction is a substance or a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we only connect every summer. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for giving me that high again. Thanks for calming me down. Thanks for being my peace. Thanks for being my peace. And what ends up happening is, the thing about addiction is it goes away. It goes away. But it doesn't come back to you. You go back to it. Just needed another hit. Now I'm going to go live for God, ah! Oh, but I just need to be touched one more time. I need to be held one more time, and now I'm going to go get married, but ah! Oh, I need to be able to make sure I try to chase that high again, and it's a cycle that many of you right now are trapped in as I'm talking to you. And I know the pain and I know some of you have tears flowing down your face right now because what has happened to you is that the secrets and the trauma have turned into addictions that nobody even knows. But guess what? It left you stay. You know, the crazy thing about it, it may not be an addiction, but all of us have idols. See, and some of you think, like, I thought idols were back in the old school days. No, no, no. Idols, when you look at the Bible, are anything that exalts itself above God. Some of you, your family is your idol. Take a picture of our family. Your relationship is your idol. Take a picture of our our, our relationship. Our house is an idol. Come on, take a picture of us in front of our new house. Look at us. Our, our success is an idol. Uh oh, we just made number one, number one in the world. We're the one who did it. Throw your ones up, another one. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you make bigger than God has become your idol. And the crazy thing about idols is, idols stain you. <laughs> yeah. It was just that one time. I thought my degrees would make me better and so I started valuing education (laughs) over my existence I lost relationships because I'm gonna get these degrees and I'm gonna make this money and I'm gonna do this and I'm not saying any of that's bad but did it become an idol did it take God's place in your life the truth of the matter is it left you stained and I don't know who I'm talking to today because it could have been the secrets The trauma, the addictions, the idols, but it's on you. And this is the saddest part about it. Because none of us asked to be here. None of us asked to be here. When our mother and father, whether it was um, they had love or it was a one night stand or it was some type of uh, uh, very horrific situation, we didn't ask to be here. And what ends up happening when you don't ask to be here. And you're learning from other people with stains. And they tried to do the best that they could with what they had, but they didn't have much anyway. Then we end up getting stained, not just by the things that have, we've already talked about, but we get stained by neglect. Why won't you dare dad? Why didn't you, why didn't you come? You didn't, you didn't know I needed you. And it it might be slow interactions, but my coach was supposed to look out for me. And then you molested me. I thought you were going to take care of me. You hugged me the same way when we won the game. And now you hug me and abuse me and take advantage of me. Why did you neglect me, Pastor? You saw how I was in the world, and I told you I was going to follow you. Yeah, talk about it. And then all you wanted was my money? You wanted to use me to make your ministry big. You wanted to. You just wanted a volunteer on your team? you neglected me now I'm done with church I'm done with my dad I'm done with God F you I don't want anything to do stop coming towards me I'm sick of this cause you should have been there you should have done what their dad did for them and their pastor did for them and their leader did for them And now, I'm walking away from you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You can go to your space. But now, I'm left with the stains of neglect. And as I'm talking to you all right now, you might have buried these thoughts so far down on the inside of you that you haven't even thought about them in years. But what I'm showing you is a physical picture of what your soul looks like. Your mind, will, and emotions have been Stained. When we got to this earth, there was something that was here that messed us up and we didn't even ask for it. The biggest stain of them all, the one you could sum it up in is sin. See, when sin entered the world in Genesis, it was the thing that would stain us forever. Don't eat from the tree, Adam and Eve. But maybe what God has for me is not as good as what culture has for me. Maybe I can do it that way instead of his way. And the thing about sin is it comes out in every form. (laughs) Yeah, it comes out in every form. It comes out in my career. It comes out in in my relationship. It comes out. Sin violates you. Yeah, yeah, What sin does, it tells you to spread them. <laughs> what sin does is it pats you down. Sin comes to rob you of everything God came to give you. See, what sin does is it reminds you of your faults and your pain. And it keeps you in a spot of vulnerability. And it promises you everything that it'll never be able to give you. And the world is suffering from being stained by sin, and no matter what we do, we dap it up with sin. <laughs> oh. And what happens when we dap it up with sin? <laughs> Give me the other one. Now, I'm so used to it, I start putting it on myself. Oh. I start thinking this is the way to live my life.